Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. And in the last two games, being Tennessee plus four in the turnover margin, will Tennessee be plus two against Mizzou? I ain't nothing around with Mizzou. Uh, on Saturday. Mizzou is boo. Uh, and poo-poo. I say turnover. I don't think that they'll be plus two. I think it's possible. I just I wouldn't predict it just because Tennessee's defense hasn't done a great job of forcing turnovers. Just one outside of the Pittsburgh game. I mean, uh, outside of the Tennessee Tech game. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the strip. Yep, that's that's the only one outside of the Tennessee Tech game. So, if, if you're going to go plus two, you got to force two. <laughs> and they only forced one outside of Tennessee Tech. So, that that's why I would not predict it. And also, Tennessee did take a good step in the right direction of not turning the football over against Florida. That was awesome. That, that, was, that was great. But, one game sample size, I, I would still think that they probably have a turnover, at least one, in this football game. Hopefully not, but uh, I, I don't think that they'll be plus two. If if they are plus two, they're winning this football game, without a doubt. I'm a little nervous when, you know, if Missouri's dropping eight in coverage and Hendon has to throw in tight windows. Uh, but if it's man-to-man and he's throwing, I feel, I feel a whole lot better. We saw that uh, against Florida where, you know, he obviously didn't have a interception because the team didn't have a turnover so you know that interception against Pitt was versus was versus zone didn't see the backside safety so I feel better with Hendon throwing versus versus man so uh, I think we're gonna um, have minimum turnovers minimal turnovers I won't sit here and say we will have zero but I think if if we do have one I think that with a commitment to stopping a run, it's going to force Bayside to throw the ball 50-plus times. And we should be able to get our hands on some footballs uh, when you have an experienced um, receiver, excuse me, DB group, and some guys on the outside that um, has seen a lot at, at wide receiver. And Mizzou, not like they blazing a trail at wide receiver either. So um, kind of threw two interceptions against Boston College. One was right before right at the end of the game. Um, but I expect us to, to to get our hands on the footballs, man. I expect us to turn Mizzou over. And so I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I feel probably more confident going one turnover, one, a plus one turnover margin. But I'm going to say plus two just to be different. I'll say plus two. I'll say plus two. So touchdown for me. Uh, Guff Shores Vol says, does a pump block and recovery not count as a – Turnover. It does not. It does not. It should though, right? What they count? What do they count the Pittsburgh block punt as? As a block punt? Yeah, they don't. They don't count it as a turnover. No, they don't. No, they don't count it. So just a, a blocked punt. It should be. It should. I mean, when you when you think about it, it's a it's a play on fourth down that. I mean, how, how is it much different than a fumble? It's really not that much different from a fumble. So, they should change the rule. Uh, Big Orange, one, two, three, says biggest game of the year. Let's go. 
It's the biggest game of the year, that's for sure. Not just because it's the next one. No, it truly is. It truly is. The, this game and next week, the two biggest games of the year because it's it's going to dictate whether Tennessee gets to six wins or not. Yesterday, I mentioned that if if you don't get these two games, then you got to find a way to – or even if even just keeping it to Missouri, if, if you – if you don't win this game, then you got to get South Carolina, Vandy, South Alabama. That's three. That gets you to five. And then your sixth is, is going to have to be against Florida or uh, Georgia, Alabama, or Ole Miss. And, and I also forgot to mention Kentucky yesterday. Volstorm reminded reminded me on the text box. So that that sixth win, if you if you lose one of the next two, is going to have to come against Kentucky, Ole Miss, Georgia, or Bama. And, and those will be tough games not saying that Tennessee can't beat Kentucky or can't beat Ole Miss put pressure on yourself but you you put a lot of pressure on yourself and those those are hard games anyways even if you don't have pressure on yourself to to get the six like those those are gonna be tough matchups for Tennessee yeah for sure man for sure it's gonna swing the game and and Missouri's gonna have a little desperation to them as well because they're they're in the same situation because they lost to Boston College, mm-hmm. a 50-50 game. That's their Pittsburgh game. Uh, and then Kentucky yep. was also a 50-50 game that Missouri had a chance at winning that they also lost. So all of a sudden, if, if Missouri loses to Tennessee, then it's a, it's a different vibe around the Missouri football program than it was coming into the season because a lot of, a lot of people thought Missouri would take a step forward, not a gigantic step forward in be some world beater in the SEC East all of a sudden, but a, a seven-ish win football team is kind of what the, the thought was coming into the season because of their schedule. And you lose to Tennessee, now all of a sudden you're two and three and fighting to get to a bowl game. Yeah, you haven't played Florida and, and Georgia yet, um, Mizzou. So I think they play A&M as well. This is, yeah, this is, a big, this is a big game for them just like it is for us. Uh, John K. from SC says – Touchdown turnover, the parking garage Mizzou photo shoot was worse than last year's in the woods. Now, last year in the woods was worse. And I can't throw too much shade at the parking garage photo or the top of the building photo because, you know, we 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 do that too on top of the building. But the difference is we're not we're not posing opening up the 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 top of the roof. Like Mizzou, man, that was a little corny. That was a little corny. Um, Appeal says uh, all I heard was how good uh, Davis was doing at right tackle in fall camp. Why don't they try him um, there and move Cade inside without Cooper? We haven't been bad, but just not great either. Did he struggle in the close scrimmages? I don't think moving Cade is what you want to do. And if you listen to Tennessee Prime um, this season, Cade doesn't necessarily want to move either because he already just he already moved. He just moved from guard to tackle. You know, he's a guy that is versatile, but just moving a guy in the middle of the season midweek that's 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 not ideal for him. Now, if you have to do it, you have to do it. But I don't think we are at that point. Um, and yeah. Dane Davis, you know, did do a good job. You can still do a good job and still not be one of the top five or be good enough to play. So, um, 
He's just not in the rotation. That is something to watch this week, though. That is something to watch. Cade took reps at guard this week for an emergency situation. Uh, the plan isn't for him to play any guard, but if if Ollie Lane sh- is struggling mightily or if Ollie Lane gets hurt or Jerome Carvin gets hurt, something along those lines, because Kingston Harris also is not available this game. He is banged up with a knee injury. Cade could slide into to guard if, if need be, whether it be injury, whether it be poor performance from who, who already is there. And then instead of having Ollie Lane as, as your sixth lineman, then Dane Davis or Jeremiah Crawford, the Juco signee, could come in the game and, and play tackle and hopefully allow Cade to play on the inside. So that is something to watch this week. Tennessee is so thin at offensive line right now. So thin. Riley Locklear. Karon Calbert, Cooper Mays, Kingston Harris. Four guys that you sure would love to have available this weekend, but each have their own set of issues. They really do, man. Mizzou have their issues stopping the run. Tennessee has their issues with depth on the offensive line. One has to give. One has to give. And don't know what it's going to be, but if I had to pick one side, I would I would I would pick Tennessee being able to run the football because you do have the added dimension of uh, a running running quarterback. So um, Ken says Mizzou. I guess Mizzou's being second to last in the country at rush defense. I think that's what he's referring to when he says that. In no way means Tennessee will run on them, especially with Cooper out. We couldn't run on Chat. At all, if you've ever seen Tennessee play, there's no way you can assume we'll run the ball well versus Bazoo. Well, Tennessee didn't run the way we wanted to run against Tennessee Tech. I'll be the first one to admit that. Uh, you ran the ball for 200 yards, but then you come back the next week versus a team that is 20 times better versus a defense that's 20 times better, and you rush the football for 148 yards. And that's because Jabari Small was back. Cooper Mays was back. Mm-hmm. Cade Mays was back mm-hmm. because uh, for for a large chunk of that game, and Cade was not even fifty percent playing, and so maybe fifty percent is better than not playing at all. But like Cooper was was, and this is what Cade said during Tennessee Prime. Like Cooper got hurt at like the first drive, opening drive. He could tell something was yeah. wrong with him, so he was playing hurt the whole entire game. And so, and then it just got to the point to where it just yeah. completely gave out on. Them. So Tennessee has some success, you know, running the football against against Florida. I, again, if if Ken, if you want to put a ton of stock in the Tennessee Tech game, you can. I'm I'm not um, because you, you you just don't get up for games like that, and and it's a it's a day game. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just not putting a ton of stock in, in Tennessee Tech. I'm not saying I'm totally dismissing it. But the way Tennessee was able to come back and run the football the next game versus uh, an opponent that's 20 times better, uh, for me, means a lot. And I think uh, knowing that you have an opportunity to run the football uh, against Mizzou, I think will alter the game plan, and we will throw some things in to make sure that we are challenging Mizzou's communication uh, and being able to run the football. So I just, I just feel like we'll be able to run the football, and if I'm wrong, uh, on Monday I'll be the first one to admit it. But I'm sorry, I'm just not – 
sitting here looking at Tennessee Tech game going, man, we ain't gonna run the football because we'll have on Tennessee Tech. I'm just I'm just I'm just, I'm just not doing it. I'm with Ken on on holding Tennessee Tech against them. I think that's fair because it's it's freaking Tennessee Tech and, and you allowed them to push you around. But where I differ from Ken is I'm I'm willing to give Tennessee grace in tor- in terms of projecting what they're gonna do this weekend because of A, how they ran the football against Florida and the difference between Tennessee Tech and Florida is that they had guys available, as we've illustrated uh, all week long and how I, I just mentioned. Jabari Small was back. At, for, for over half the game, you were without three starters against Tennessee Tech. Kingston Harris went out early due to injury. Cooper Mays was not playing. Cade Mays went out early due to injury. So uh, I, I hate to be as, as frank as possible in this situation, but you had guys playing against Tennessee Tech that – probably should be playing at Tennessee Tech in the first place. Ooh. So uh, I, 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 I don't, I'm with Ken on holding Tennessee Tech against them because you should never be pushed around by freaking Tennessee Tech. I don't, I don't care if it's hard to get up for them or not. But I'm willing to give them grace in terms of evaluating them moving forward because, A, how they, how they rush the next week, and, B, they have their players back. I don't, but I don't understand that. We're we, we, we holding, we holding Tennessee Tech against them, but the same breath – the, the players that were playing, three of the three of the guys that were playing, were playing because of injury, and they are not good enough to even play at Tennessee. It should be at Tennessee Tech, but we're also holding it against against a team that will have those players except for Cooper Mays. I just like I don't understand that. To me, it's a little bit of both. To me, it's a little bit of both because even. With Spragans playing the whole game, he struggled the whole game against Tennessee Tech while he was in there. Darnell wasn't the greatest when he was in there all game against Tennessee Tech. Before Kingston went down due to injury, it, it was a it was a mixed bag. Okay, uh, Carvin at center, a mixed bag. Okay, so that's why I'm willing to do a little bit of both. Like I'm not like Tennessee Tech. It was a, a piss poor performance, but considering how they bounced back. And we're healthier in all aspects of the run game against Florida. Like I'm willing to to somewhat overlook the performance. Yeah, I mean, I just it's a small small percentage for me because offense line is one one group where it's 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 like synchronized swimming. And if you got some dudes playing that shouldn't be playing, it's going to affect some of the other guys who who are starters, and it's going to affect their jobs and what they're doing. And I think we learned the lesson early in the season how sometimes when we point our finger at one person that's not doing their job, maybe it's just it's not that person. Maybe it's someone who messed up, and now um, it reflects on the wrong person. So that's why, you know, with the, with the injury situation that week against Cincy Tech, um, I'm, just, I'm just not putting a ton of weight on it. Uh, not saying it doesn't matter, but I look at how they bounce back against Florida – when they got some of their guys back and how how better they 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 did running the football. Now Cooper being totally out and not just playing and you know halfway being there, Cooper being totally out um, is something to watch for, especially early. Um, how will Tennessee adjust to that and will Mizzou um, benefit? Will they take advantage of the change? Let's make sure that Jerome Carvin snapping the football. Uh, accurately, because that that is one thing that can get us in trouble. Uh, Tennessee was able to 
get up early on Georgia last year, and it, it wasn't because we came out and smacked Georgia in the mouth. It's really because Georgia snapped the football and gave us, gave us you know, a touchdown. And so we can't afford that. So our snaps have to be on point. Hopefully that's something that we worked on uh, this week in practice to eliminate what we have seen earlier in the season with some of the snaps uh, being off. And, listen, they were off a little bit when Cooper was out but out there. But because of his injuries, you know, I kind of look at that as being a reason why because when he's healthy, he didn't have, he didn't have that problem on the first game of the season. 865-255-03, Iris Network's hotline. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, EFL 1991, and you're listening to the Swain event. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and, get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home.
Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Hour two here on the Swain Event. We got this hour. We got nine o'clock hour. And then that is it for the week. My goodness, man. Time is flying when you're having fun. And um, hopefully Tennessee is able to have some fun out there on Saturday. All their hard work and pay off and they can beat a SEC opponent. That is the hope for sure. Um, we have around the SEC, uh, but first, the University of Tennessee would love for you to add some orange pride to your ride, and you can do that with the official UT Knoxville license plate that are now available from county clerk's offices across the state of Tennessee. $15 of your $35 annual specialty fee supports the student scholarships at Tennessee Talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu. All right, Ben, what you have for Around the SEC today? You're not going to like today's Around the SEC because we're going to hold your feet to the fire, Swain. Let's do it, man. We're going to make some some picks or give some thoughts on on the other SEC games. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with picks. this, This week. The one that I'm most there, – there's two really good games this week. I, I'm low-key glad I'm not going to Missouri because it, it'll allow me to watch other games going on, and there are two other games that I really want to watch. Arkansas at Georgia, number eight versus number two, which it's incredible to see number eight next to Arkansas. And, look, I have a confession before we start. All right, Usher, what you got? Raymond James. I am, I, I am Arkansas Ben. Like, I am all in on Sam Pittman. I have a man crush on Sam Pittman, and I'm not afraid to admit it. He is awesome. Listening to, to two or three of his interviews this week on the SEC teleconference, uh, some other radio appearances elsewhere in, in the southeastern footprint, Sam Pittman is awesome, man. He's just a genuine, great dude. And it, it's impossible not to like him. I'm sorry. Like, I understand that there's this whole SEC pride thing. But if you listen to Sam Pittman for a 15, 20-minute interview and don't walk away liking that guy, there's something wrong with you. I like Sam Pittman. Uh, I liked him when he was here. And uh, I remember talking to him after a game when he was walking through G10. And, um, you know, I was tailgating G10. And he was, he was walking back. He was him and Cheney walking back together. I think it was after the Mizzou game. Um, in 2012, and um, I had talked to him about you know being here, and he's like, "Man, I would love to be here. I love it here, and hopefully it works out." And um, I just I knew right then just the fact that he stopped and talked to us and um, spent that much time after a tough loss uh, that told me a lot about about him and his character. And uh, I've always been a Sam Pittman fan. Uh, I was a little jealous when he got K Mays to go to Georgia, but that was just you know that was just me being a Tennessee fan and not liking the opposing team and one of our players from this area going going there. But I, I like Sam Pittman, and I think Arkansas is a perfect example of sometimes it's not about the the track record of a, of a coach as far as win-loss record and, and the accolades and all that stuff, man. It's about fits. It's about fits. It is a 100% about fits, and Sam Pittman is a perfect fit for the University of Arkansas. Hmm. Perfect fit. He is awesome. You he can, is. He is awesome. Yeah, you can take a you can take a head coach from another school with a better record, drop him in Arkansas, and he is not going to be successful as Sam Pittman has been this year. So um good for Arkansas. But I ain't gonna lie, man, I'm jealous. 
I, I'm jealous too. I'm jealous, man. I'm over here jealous. I, I'm jealous too. And I sold this this weekend slate of SEC games short. There are eight SEC games. Seven of them are are interesting, in my opinion. I I know I love SEC football and, and college football. Um, maybe a little more than some folks who are just kind of locked in on just Tennessee from from week to week. But Arkansas, Georgia, eighteen points. Uh, is is what Vegas is giving Georgia as as the home favorite noon on ESPN. I, I don't think either of us are going to pick Arkansas to win, but do you think Arkansas covers? No, I think I think I think Arkansas will cover, but I, I think I think uh, Georgia. I think Georgia will win. Um, I don't know about Jefferson's health, their quarterback. He's so, good, man. He's so a beast. That that that's a lot because he makes everything go. So. I think I think Arkansas will give Georgia a fight. I think it'll be closer to eighteen. So I would take Arkansas to to, to cover, but I will take Georgia win. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Arkansas has enough veterans along their offensive line to somewhat slow down Georgia's defensive front, and I think that'll allow KJ Jefferson some time to make some plays. Who else you got? Ole Miss Bama, another big one. Bama fourteen and a half. I think Bama wins. But I, I do think I think fourteen and a half against that Ole Miss offense with the potential Heisman winner, with a good offensive line, good backs, good receivers, good tight end, great play caller. Fourteen and a half is just too much. I, I don't care who it's against. Uh, I'm taking Bama to win and cover on that one. Yeah, I, that certainly would not surprise me. Florida, Kentucky, Florida seven and a half. That's another big game in the SEC that I did not mention. A very fascinating game. In Lexington, six o'clock ESPN. I think Kentucky wins. I may completely regret this, but I think Kentucky wins. I think Kentucky runs the football down Florida's throat, keeps it away from the Florida offense, and, and Kentucky pulls out a close win. I mean, Todd Grantham was was right when he said that it's going to be a tougher challenge for for his defense going into the Kentucky game versus versus the uh, the Tennessee game. You know. Like, going into the game, it's going to be a tougher challenge. Now, Kentucky's offensive line is one of the best in the league. And we were able to run the football um, pretty effectively with, with Cooper Mays basically on one foot, on one leg. And so, uh, imagine Kentucky with exper- more experienced running backs and a better offensive line and then a quarterback that has has not been as good as I thought he would be. Levis, but he ain't been as bad as what they had. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> that's a great way to describe and, it. And so, man, that's, I'm going Florida though. Um, close game. Yeah, I think it'll be close, but I'm, I'm gonna go Florida, man. I'm gonna go. I'm going Emory Jones, man. He's put together two straight games where he's been he's been really good, and uh, I just I count on him to to continue that. So I'm a, I'm gonna go Florida on that one. Three three other intriguing games that I'll just mention, and let me know if you have any thoughts on them mississippi state at a&m sec network seven o'clock uh, a&m seven point home favorites uconn i got a&m you got a&m yeah i'm taking state i think okay. state's been close a couple times to to win in recently i think will rogers is playing well a&m's offense cannot move the ball i like i like state in that one but i a&m's front seven is legit it's you just their offense is abysmal you want to know something i saw on twitter What's that? That uh, Jimbo Fisher and um, 
Kevin Sumlin have the same record through the, uh, the same number of games right now? A&M, and I'm saying this off the cuff with, without a lot of thought put into it, but A&M may be the most disappointing team in the SEC so far based off of preseason expectations. Yeah, but he, he, barely beat Colorado. You lost to Arkansas. Backup quarterback. You know, starting quarterback got hurt. Yeah, but apparently, yeah, Haynes King got hurt. But apparently, him and Zach Calzado like were neck and neck throughout fall camp, and, and the word coming out of fall camp was that either could operate the offense efficiently. That, that, that pretty much a a similar clip. The difference being that Calzado is more of a, a a pro style guy, and Haynes King can just he has the added dimension of running the football. In their first forty games, Kevin Sumlin twenty nine eleven three bowl wins. Jeff Fisher twenty nine eleven three bowl wins. Difference is uh, Jeff Fisher, but Jimbo Fisher last year was was fifth in the college football playoff standings and was the first team um, that was on the outside looking in. So that's the difference. I mean, A&M was really competing for a championship. So you you can't just look at the numbers and – the number sometimes just doesn't tell the entire story. The entire story is Jimbo Fisher was truly chasing a championship last year. Yes. Uh, this UConn-Vandy game is remarkable. The fact that Vanderbilt can be 14.5-point favorites over a football team that is a D1 football team is remarkable to me. Vanderbilt lost to ETSU. Vanderbilt was demolished as demolished gets last week against Georgia. Georgia had walk-on receivers mossing Vanderbilt starting defensive backs. And the next week, they are 14.5-point favorites. I don't have any thought as to how this game is, is going to transpire, but I have a hard time believing that Vandy is going to cover 15 points against anybody. I don't care who the opponent is, and I know UConn's abysmal, but I ain't, yeah, I ain't believe it. Auburn LSU, kind of the last game. Are we gonna pick it, or are we just gonna say? Ugh. I mean, I think Vandy wins, but I, I don't think they'll cover. Yeah, I go, I go, I go. Bago bites in their lights. Yeah. Vandy. All uh, right, who's next? Troy. Troy is playing South Carolina before Tennessee plays South Carolina next week. That's the only other. That's the only non-interesting yeah, game this Carolina. week. Only South, although South Carolina is six and a half point favorites, uh, that's interesting, and it's a home game for them. Auburn LSU. That's the last game, nine o'clock on ESPN. LSU three point favorites. I think LSU wins. I'm going LSU. LSU. Very interesting. TJ Finley going back home. Yeah, TJ Finley may be uh, maybe starting. He transferred should, from LSU, be. and he may be starting this week. He I should w- be. After what what you kind of hear about the way Bo Nix has reacted this week and responded to being benched against Georgia State over the weekend, I would start T.J. Finley solely because of that. He seems like a guy that um, feels like that he can act like how he wants just because his father played there before him. Yep. And um, that's not the way it works, buddy. Not the way it works. Remember, Brian Harson did not recruit you. Can pull that with Gus Malzahn. Don't know if you'll be able to pull that with Harson. Um, tomorrow in Columbia, Missouri, it is a seventy percent uh, chance of uh, precipitation. There's supposed to be some thunderstorms in the area, 
and I'm looking at the weather here, and um, that that changes things. Um, I think it. I think it is in Tennessee's favor more than it is Missouri's favor because Missouri they don't run the football, and I don't know if you want Connor Bays like throwing the ball 40, 50 times in the rain. We'll see. Tennessee if, does. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, we'll see if this thing. Uh, this thunderstorm, if it just comes through and, and leaves, or if it's something that will be a factor for half or a quarter or maybe the entire game. Um, but it looks like we are going to see some rain uh, in Columbia, Missouri, tomorrow morning. Um, so it looks like it's supposed to start raining around 5, five o'clock. I think that's that's in Tennessee's favor. If if it does rain, you said it's not supposed to start raining until five o'clock in the afternoon or in the morning. In the morning, we play in the morning. I know, I know. I think that's in Tennessee's favor, just because I think Tennessee is really going to try and take advantage of Missouri's awful rush defense. And like you said, Baselife threw fifty-one passes last week, and they 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 like to throw the football. And, and now, one thing I did notice, like although he threw it fifty-one times last week. It's not him just trying to push the ball down the field every single Mm-mm. pass. It's it's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of dinking and dunking, hit, hitting Beatty out of the backfield, short routes from the receivers. It's it's not fifteen, twenty, thirty yards down the field or, or deep shots. It's, it's a lot of dinking and, and dunking. It's almost as if they are using the dinking and dunking as their running game. Yep, yep. So it. it Starting at midnight, it's scattered thunderstorms, and then it's supposed to be um, just showers, 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 and then um, 46, 40, 50%, 45%. So it's supposed to to rain, man. It's supposed to rain. And um, looks like it's going to be there the the entire game. We'll we'll see, man. Football is weird. Weather is weird sometimes. Um, when dealing with the football gods, it's just it's just weird. So, report may say one thing; the weather may be totally different when we get there. But wet ball drill, something I I suspect Tennessee has worked on this this week and Missouri as well. So, uh, running the football certainly favors Tennessee. Swain event. Be right back. call in don't feel bad you can talk to the guys on the text box it's part of the free swain event app out of town law firms have been swarming into east tennessee lately firms from memphis chattanooga and birmingham have stormed into the area wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm you know a true neighbor marcos garza and the pros at the garza law firm are just that they are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. 
JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks. Business internet and voice fiber internet that you can experience business owners for 90 days with no payment when you switch to Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses, irisnetworksusa.com. All right, Ben, what do we have for Attaboy today? Giving the Atlanta Braves an Attaboy. Oh, don't count to me. Careful, you might get canceled. The Braves have won the NL East division title for four straight years after beating the Phillies last night. And this one uh, hits a little bit different because the Braves have had to overcome a lot this season. We're under 500 much of the year. 
endured devastating injuries, grim legal issues, and had to rebuild their outfield at the trade deadline. That's right. You heard that. Grim legal issues because Marcel Ozuna, who was awesome last year, helped uh, play a big role in getting to Game 7 of the NLCS last year, was arrested after an altercation with his wife in late May and didn't return to the team. You had Ronald Acuna Jr., arguably the best player in baseball, the star of the team, the heartbeat of the team. Well, Freddie Freeman's the heartbeat of the team, but Ronald Acuna is definitely the the star player. Uh, He was lost to a season-ending knee injury tore his ACL, uh, the Braves' ace, Mike, Mike Soroka, uh, was expected to come back from a torn Achilles tendon, but tore it for a second time on his on his way back. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, had to rebuild their outfield at the trade deadline, went out and got Jorge Soler from the Royals, went back and, and traded for Adam Duvall again, got Eddie Rosario, and Soler, Duvall, and Rosario have, have played instrumental roles in, in the second half of the Braves' season. So the Braves, despite all those odds, win the NL East for a fourth straight year, and they are in the playoffs. So big shout-out to the Braves. Happy for Braves fans and, and happy for the Braves. It's, it's been quite a season for the Braves. And all I, I – I can't – I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going negative now. I can't help but pray for Braves fans in the sense of it has been miserable – to watch Will Smith pitch in the ninth inning of these regular season games, I cannot imagine the anxiety and the heartburn that Will Smith is about to cause in the playoffs. I hope Will Smith can can turn a corner. But whew, I, I pray for you, Brave fans, having to watch Will Smith in the ninth inning of these playoff games. It's it's going to be a roller coaster. <laughs> Not a fun experience. Hopefully, he can. Uh, redeem his his regular season with a, a great postseason. That that would be awesome. But shout out to the Braves. Happy for them. Hopefully he can be a fresh prince in the playoffs. I see what you did there. I maybe, see what you did there. Maybe he can be – maybe he can call himself a legend and say that I am legend in the playoffs. Maybe he can be a bad boy for life in the playoffs. Did you know there are two Will Smiths in baseball? I did not know that. There's one that was a catcher for the Dodgers. I, I think he's still with the Dodgers. Oh, I, I, I Googled Will Smith as if the, the Will Smith baseball player would pop up. Still with the Dodgers. Maybe he can grant wishes like Aladdin in the playoffs. I didn't know Will Smith was. A, I forgot about Will Smith being Aladdin. Weird. I forgot about that too. Yeah, that's just that's just weird, right Will there. Will Smith, one of the goats. Yeah, for sure. So, um, hopefully, he produces in the playoffs, man. I know that will be the pursuit of happiness for the Braves. He's able to able to do that. You are on one this morning. It's you are on one this morning. Uh, Neil and Mafia had a question about the offensive line after we talked about Cade Mays potentially sliding inside. Due to emergency, uh, he said, who is the backup center now? That would, I think it would be Ollie Lane. I think Ollie Lane would slide over to center. Ollie Lane or Parker Ball would come in. I think Ollie, if Jerome Carvin got hurt and had to come out of the game, 
I think Ollie Lane would slide over to center. Cade Mays would go to left guard. And Dane Davis or Jeremiah Crawford would come in the game. Parker Ball is the other possibility. But I think they would go with Ali Lane at center and slide Kate over and bring in one of the other tackles. Neilan Mafia also asked if Chris Akperogane, is he just not an option? Well, he's in a boot this week. He's, he's in a boot this week. So obviously that can come off before the game and he could still be available for the game. But was in a boot and walking around with a pretty good limp when I saw him. And aside from the boot, He's just not an option. Amen. All right. I was praying no one got hurt on the offensive line while you was talking about the potential changes that we could see if someone got hurt. So well, just, those, are, those are the only potential ones. That's, I, that's, why I was, that's why I'm over here. That's why I was over here praying, man. R.J. Perry's not ready. William Parker's not ready. I was I was doing my thoughts and prayers. Jackson Lampley just is not an option. I was that's why I was, I was praying. I'm missing anybody? I don't want. We don't need any injuries. No injuries. Uh, doubled Vol says StubHub had tickets for the Vandy UConn game at six dollars. No, Barrett Salee just put out a tweet of him finding a ticket on StubHub for one dollar. There is a ticket on StubHub to the Vanderbilt. That was good, man. That was good. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Max Vall on the text box said, y'all forgot to say Vanderbilt. So there you go. <laughs> Vanderbilt. That was good. And, and UConn, you can get in for a dollar. A dollar. What is this blasphemy? It's blasphemous. You know who I want to try to get into the Vanderbilt game and haggle prices at the gate? Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Rock. A dollar. A dollar, good lord, that's a lot of money to watch Vanderbilt football. How about how about I give you ten cent? You let me watch one drive. I don't think I would want to spend a dollar to get into that football game. Like if it was the only college football game on that day, and I lived ten minutes from Vandy's campus, I would not want to pay that dollar. I would rather take that dollar to the to the gas station, find me two or three quarters. In my car and go into the gas station and either get me a little snack, candy bar, or get me a, get me a drink. Do, I'd rather give that dollar to a homeless person. Yeah, me too. Do yourself a favor today. Get on YouTube and uh, search, I'm going to get you, sucker, Chris Rock. And it's the scene where Isaac Hayes is <laughs> the employee behind the counter and Chris Rock is like, how much How much for the ribs? And Isaac Hayes tells him the complete price of like a slab of ribs or a half slab. And Chris Rock is like, no, how much for one rib? <laughs> one rib. And Isaac Hayes is getting so annoyed, so annoyed. Um, go just watch that scene. It's hilarious. But uh, I would love to see that same character Haggling prices at the Vanderbilt ticket gate over one dollar. One dollar, good lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> then y'all lose sixty something nothing to Georgia. Then you lose a who they lose to? They, they beat Colorado State. ETSU. ETSU. 
and they lost to Stanford. Mm-mm. How uh, how many people do you think will be in attendance? Like th- this is going to be one of the all time worst picks on Twitter of the kickoff crowd or crowd at kickoff. There, there was there probably more. Fans that was at the Anderson County rivalry Thursday game against Carter than it will be at the Vanderbilt game. One thousand percent. Yep. Maryville Alcoa would draw a better oh, well, yeah, crowd at Vanderbilt Stadium than this game. Baylor and Macaulay down in Chattanooga, one of the state's best rivalries, are playing this weekend. That game would draw a better crowd than the Vanderbilt game. Vanderbilt Athletics would be better off. Casting away the Vanderbilt-UConn game to, like, the practice field on Vanderbilt's campus and bringing in Baylor McCauley to Vanderbilt Stadium to play their game, they'd make more money off of that game. Man, we better win. We got we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta beat, beat Missouri. We got to beat Missouri. Now we good. We running for 550. Just, just pour it in my hands. <laughs> hey man, y'all need to go watch. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Just watch the scene on YouTube, Chris Rock. Man, do it during the break. You got a little safe for work, huh? Is it safe for work? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think so. So, just <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, man. It is hilarious. How much for one rib? Just one rib, <laughs> one bone. Uh, I'm gonna do that daddy and barbecue. See what they say. Get out, Swain. You play too much. Hour three coming up. <laughs>